0: right. Thank you, Abigail. Uh, before we look into it, uh, thank you so much. Before we look into the, Nicholas and Sade, come and give him a hand. Oh, give them a proper hand. Honestly, I know it's a bit cold. Um, Shade was a member of our church for many years and then Nicholas came and took care from us <laughs> and they now live in, uh, <laughs> live in Greece. Is this where? Crete, Crete, that's a Crete, yeah, I thought it was Cyprus, but I wasn't sure, yes, Crete, yeah, all right, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what that is all about, anyway, but they live in, uh, yeah, so it's great to see them, and uh, Shade has an amazing music ministry, she's an amazing singer, yeah, and uh, maybe go on the website, you might find her thing, I don't know, what's your, do you have a webpage? Oh, okay, fine, let's move on quickly, quickly. All right, say to your neighbor, it's good to see you today. You know, even if it's not good to see them, just declare it by faith. (laughs) All right, why don't we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to help us? Why don't we stand to our feet and just pray? I want you to lift your hands to the Lord and ask him to speak to you this morning as we look into his word. So just lift your hands to him and just ask him to speak to you, to speak to your family, to speak to your life, to help you with the way forward. What, he, what it is that you're praying about. There are things that some of us are praying about. Some of us need direction. Some of us need encouragement. Some of us have made important decisions and we need God to either tell us that, that is the right decision or it is the wrong decision. So why don't you pray right now? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your precious people. And I pray, Lord, even as we look into your word this morning and this afternoon, you will continue to speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We are continuing our wisdom series. This is part eight. Part eight of our wisdom series. And today we are going to look at a subject I've entitled, Wisdom from the Little People. Wisdom from the Little People. Um, one of the things as I've been meditating on this series and on the topic of wisdom, you realize that it is inexhaustible. You know, we could do a series on wisdom and it will last for four or five years. Every week, bringing something fresh Uh, because it is such a powerful teaching. We're not going to do it for three, four, five years. Uh, We've got a few more weeks, and then we bring it to a conclusion for now. And then later on, as the Holy Spirit leads, we will pick it up again sometime in the future. So Proverbs chapter 30, verses 24 to 28. He says, there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. The rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. The locusts have no king, yet they all advance in ranks. The spider skillfully grasps with its hands, and it is in king's palaces. Now, today we're going to look at one of these little people, which is the ant. And then after that, God willing, next week we'll conclude with the other three. Now, these verses are teaching us something about wisdom and about how God orders wisdom. Remember, we have already established from the scriptures that wisdom is the principal thing. It is superior to all the virtues when it comes to how you live your life. When it comes to what you do with your life, wisdom is the principal thing. And he says, therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. Now, because we've taught extensively, I know some of you, this is the first time you're hearing this teaching. I want to encourage you to go and start listening to the teachings because it will really help you. And look at the notes. So I don't really want to go over what I've already taught because of time. But what I want to highlight as we begin to look at these verses is that these verses teach us the intrinsic or what is innate in wisdom when it applies to these creatures and how when you learn from wisdom, the same wisdom that governs these little people can govern your life. So when you embrace wisdom, wisdom as a principle to govern your life, and you allow wisdom to influence your life, then the way that God has created these creatures and how they express what God has put in them, that same wisdom will govern how you live your life. It will cause you to act in ways that demonstrates the superior benefits of wisdom that these creatures, these creatures also demonstrate. Again, let me emphasize this point. We as God's people are called to be the manifold wisdom of God. The scripture tells us that through the church, God reveals his many sided wisdom, not just the wisdom as it applies to religion. It is manifold wisdom. In other words, it's wisdom as it applies to every single aspect of life. And so God calls his church to show to the principalities and the powers, as well as to the world at large, what he is like in every aspect of life. Whether it's science, whether it's politics, whether it's family life, whether it's how you, um, you, you speak, whether it's how you relate to people, The wisdom from God that we receive through Christ is supposed to express all the aspects of God's superiority in the life of the believer. So, let's look at some of the lessons from the ant. Now, I call the ant the wise opportunist. So, look at the verse. He says, the ant, verse 25, are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. They are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. Some people have a lot of strength, but they have no preparation for what is ahead. The ants are weak. You know, you see an ant, you can just step on an ant, and that's the end of its life. Some of you do that as part of your cathartic expressions. You know, when you get frustrated, see an ant, there you go. You know. <laughs> Now, I I call the ant the wise opportunist, and by opportunist, I don't mean it in the negative sense. I mean that the ant, or an an opportunist in this context, I define it as an individual who learns to seize every opportunity that comes their way to improve things for themselves. They seize the opportunities that comes their way to improve things for themselves. You see, the Ant is a very small creature. It's a very weak creature with respect to the rest of creation. But it is not restricted or limited by its size. It's not limited by the fact that it is small and it can be easily destroyed. And he speaks to us, or the ant speaks to us, that our size and influence on the earth does not determine the level of wisdom we possess and how we reveal that wisdom. In other words, you cannot say, the reason why I behave like a fool is because I haven't had the kind of exposure that I need. I haven't had the kind of mentoring that I need. If only I had that kind of mentoring, if only I had that kind of influence, if only I was greater, if only we had this resource, then we will be able to reveal more of God's ways through our life. No. The ant teaches us that your size and your strength does not determine your level of effectiveness in life. Many people allow their life to be determined by external factors and not by the wisdom God has given to them. Beloved, every born-again believer starts with a measure of grace, And that measure of grace includes wisdom. But how you utilize that wisdom will determine whether there is an increase of the spirit of wisdom, as we've touched on in the past. So, the ant is able to prepare for the future through the application of wisdom. If you are afraid about what is ahead, I want to encourage you to live by wisdom and it will prepare you for what is ahead. Look at Proverbs fourteen fifteen. He says, the simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. Proverbs 22, 3, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. What does this tell us? Prudence is one of the the offshoots of wisdom. It tells us that when wisdom is governing you, it allows you to anticipate what is ahead. All of us from time to time will have a sense of foreboding that mm, something bad could happen. Something that we wouldn't like to happen could happen. But most people when they get that sense, They just say, well, I feel like something bad is going to happen and wait for it to happen. Rather than utilizing the wisdom that they have to address that situation. You see, the wise person who is prudent will look ahead, see the danger, and hide himself or protect himself or herself from what they see, but the simple or the person who does not allow wisdom to govern them pass on and are punished by what they foresaw. The greatest lesson we can learn from the ant is that the ant is able to maximize its opportunities to its advantage. Whether it's natural or whether spiritual, we learn to maximize The opportunities that God brings our way to our advantage. Let me tell you something about life. If you've ever read my book, Freedom from the Poverty Mindset, you will know that um, we say life is not fair. A lot of people hide behind this thing. Life is not fair. How many of you believe life is fair? How many of you believe life is fair? Right? Life is not fair. Yes, life is not fair. Get over it life is not fair. Nobody is going to roll out a red carpet for you because you're walking the earth. You have to earn that right for life to treat you in a way that you think life should treat you. You have to earn the right. And what allows you that right is wisdom, is the application of wisdom. Some people get a lot of Opportunity. I mean, some people today, just for kicking a lever ball, are paid six hundred thousand euros a week. Something that some of us will not even earn in our lifetime. Just for kicking lever. Now, sometimes people like that they end up in debt. Now, we are not speaking that over anybody. We are just saying sometimes they end up in debt in spite of that opportunity. You know, just give it six six hundred thousand, even just give it every every five years. I will I will I will handle it. Hmm. He kicks lever, and this is what he gets, apart from all the other bonuses. Hmm. But if he hasn't got wisdom, he will end up in debt. At times, like th- yesterday, I was talking to somebody who we both grew up in a village in Ghana. And, uh, no, actually, it wasn't a village. It was a, it was a semi-hamlet. It was a bit. You know what a hamlet is? And hamlet is a pop- uh, an area where less than a hundred people live, right? So this place was an upgrade from a hamlet, but it wasn't quite a village. So it was between maybe a hundred and maybe a hundred and two hundred people. We both lived in this place, and it wasn't you know, English hamlets. English hamlets, nice cottage, lights, everything is decent, you know, there's nobody around, you walk, no, it wasn't like that. This is Ghana Hamlet. Ghana Hamlet is very poor, very basic. I'm sorry to burst the bubble on some of you, diaspora, you know, let's go back to the motherland people. The fact is, it's a horrible hamlet. It wasn't nice, right? Now, I was saying to him that I remember where I grew up. I remember where, I wasn't born there, I was born in uh, Lambeth, but I remember where I grew up. (laughs) And I remember, and when I go to these places, I often say to myself, this is where my children would have grown up had my father not given me the opportunity and the privilege to be born in a country like this. And and I'm grateful for the opportunity that God has allowed me to have to be born here, live there, live here, and then choose to remain here. Uh (laughs) But there are others who have lived here all their life. They've never seen that kind of Hamlet. And they have a romantic notion that to live that way, It's a better privilege than to live in a nice, warm, central heating environment because then you're going back to your, what is it, your um, roots. Now, to me, that is not the application of wisdom. That is not learning to take advantage of your opportunities. And At times, we fail to recognize the opportunities that we have here and now we fail to recognize the opportunity that we have. If we're single, we fail to recognize the opportunity we have as a single person. And when we're married, we fail to recognize the opportunity we have as a married person. When we have children, we fail to recognize the opportunity we have when we have children. Every time and then when the children leave, we fail to recognize the freedom we have now that they're all gone. Because of a lack of wisdom. Often, people always think the grass is greener somewhere else. Things are better in a different context. Rather than recognizing the opportunities, God allows them to have now. And the ant is able to maximize opportunities. When the ant rec- sees summer, the ant does not say, oh, it's very hot. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's relax. It's really hot. We've got all the time. No, the ant does something with the summer to prepare the ant for autumn and winter. There is a summer that comes to everybody's life, a season of harvest, a season of opportunity and blessing that comes to everybody. But many people don't even recognize that season. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, he says this, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. What is he saying? He's saying, listen, everybody has been given equal distance by God to fulfill their purpose. Time and chance. Time speaks of the season. Chance speaks of the opportunity. Everybody, as far as God's purpose is concerned, even the child that doesn't pass through life but um, is, is, is in the womb and then goes straight to heaven. Even that is all the ordinance of God. So when you are alive on this earth, don't think that the reason why somebody made it is because they were strong or the reason why somebody is rich and has all the food access to food is because they are wise they are smart you see there's a lot of smart poor people yeah or riches to men of understanding there's a lot of fools who have money and there's a lot of men of understanding who don't have any (laughs) nor favor to men of skill. There are some people who have tremendous ability, but nobody wants to employ them because they have a bad attitude. They have a bad attitude. So because they have a bad, even though they are very skillful I mean, when they are doing the thing, it's like magic. But because they have a bad attitude, nobody wants to employ them. God forbid that will never be your portion in Jesus' name. So he's saying time and chance happens to all. In other words, if the strong win a battle, it's not because they were strong, it was because they maximized their strength to their advantage. If the wise have bread, it's not because they are wise, it's because they use their wisdom appropriately to have bread. If men of understanding have riches, it's because they use their understanding in a manner that allow them to gain riches. And if Men of skill have favor. It's not because of their skill. But they utilize their skill so that when time and chance came, they could have favor. You see, time and chance happens to all. And many times, we go through seasons of preparation. And those seasons of preparation are our harvest time, our summer time. They are the opportunities, like the ant that God gives to us to prepare for the time when our strength would be needed. Wisdom from the ant. So how does the ant maximize its opportunities? I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 11. Proverbs 6, verses 6 to 11, and let's learn a few guidelines and things about how the ant maximizes its opportunities And how you also, as a wise man or wise woman, can maximize your opportunities that God has given to you. Not is going to give. You see, at times, believers like to live in this one-day situation. One day, God is going to use me mightily. I know that God has a plan for my life. And one day, it's going to happen. We thank God for your life. We thank God for the one day. You've been saying one day for the last 25 days, really years, 25 years. You've been saying one day, one day. But we are not seeing anything, one day. I'm, you know, I remember when our church started, there were going to be the financiers who were going to buy our building for us. We've been going for 23 years. We're still here. But we are believing God, things are changing in Jesus' name. One day, one day. One day, one day I will love you the way a husband loves a wife. One day, hey! One day I will submit to my husband. One day I will meet somebody. One day, one day, a great day will come. One day. Hmm. How does the ant maximize its opportunities? Listen God will not give you his prince until you are his princess. God will not give you his king until you are his queen. The devil now is different. He doesn't follow those rules. Anything that comes your way through the compromise of divine virtues is not of God. Even if God wanted you to have it, you're having it at that time. If you compromise on divine virtues, you forfeited Your time and your chance. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no captain, overseer or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep. A little slumber a little folding of the hands to sleep. So, shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. In other words, you will become poor without realizing how it happened. Hey! Is that how some of us, when we look at our bank statements, say, how did this happen? How did this happen? What do you mean, how did it happen? It happened because you used the money. I don't know how this happened. You you call your, your spouse? Hey hey hey! What is this expense? This expense is pork chops and uh, sausage, and uh, mince mince uh, um, steak 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 in uh, that, that restaurant in Harris that we went to. This this bill is has is is, is gone through the system. So let's look at the ant lessons. Number one. Lesson number one. The ant has a default to diligence and industry. Verse 6 says, go to the ant, you sluggard. You see, the sluggard is the opposite to the ant. The sluggard is somebody, another um, version calls it slothful. Have you ever seen a a slug or a sloth? How it moves? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other day... (laughs) Some ministers sent me this what something. I found it hilarious. It was in patois, you know. So if you're reading patois or well, Jamaican patois, it's even more hilarious. You have to decode it first. But anyway, so I read the thing, and basically it, there was this uh, competition and, and this thing where um, the animals wanted someone to go and buy something. It was a competition. Someone to go and buy something. So, so they 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 they. they They were deliberating, deliberating, and finally, they said to the snail, you go. So the snail started to go. An hour passed by, the snail wasn't back. Three hours, the snail wasn't back. One day, the snail wasn't back. Three days, the snail wasn't back. One week, the snail wasn't back. Two weeks later, they just started complaining, the cussing of the snail, and they're saying, this snail... You know what's wrong? With it? I can't do the patch. I'm not even going to attempt it. it you know what's wrong with this snail? He is not back. Blah 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 blah. And then they heard the snail said, "If you guys keep talking like that, uh, when I go, when I get there, I'm not coming back." <laughs> okay, fine. You, you really got it. Okay, let's let's move on. The point is, the point is that was a really f- I found it funny. Hey, but obviously you think what's he talking about? The the point is, the default position. Off the ant is diligence and industry. Somebody's still trying to work. What did he just say? <laughs> go and listen to the, Go and listen to the teaching. Hmm. Imagine if I tried the Jamaican accent on top of it, that'd have been even worse. All right. Its default is diligence, hard work, industry, focus. Secondly, the ant is self-motivated. Verse 7, he says, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, the ant does not need somebody to keep telling it what to do. It, it sometimes amazes me how smart people, when when it comes to certain contexts, let's say like, for instance, I'm just saying, for instance, in church, I'm not saying in this church, just for instance, smart people, when it comes to, let's say, a church environment, at times they seem to check out their initiative. So they see that this, this thing is about to drop. And then they'll say, Pastor, should I should I correct it or not? Should I correct it? I mean, and honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to answer that question. <laughs> And then you have to also be controlled, you know, the, the fruit of the Spirit says, Yes, you should correct it. But really, I want to say, Are you blind? Are you stupid? What do you think? Yeah. The ant is self motivated. It doesn't need someone to, it says, He has no captain, no overseer or ruler in order to maximize its opportunities. You see, if at times, and at times, believers, you know, we, we say, I will do it when the Holy Spirit tells me. Does the Holy Spirit have to tell you to brush your teeth? Does the Holy Spirit... You see, at times, it's that? No, that's not how the Holy Spirit guides. Look at what he says in... This is on your notes. Psalm 32, verses 8 and 9. He says this. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Now... Yes, that's Lord, that, amen, that's what I want. You to instruct me, you to guide me, you to tell me what to do. But look at the next verse. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding. So the clue is, he guides you through understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle; else they will not come near you. In other words, God is saying this, listen, I will guide you, I will instruct you, but I guide and instruct you, and instruct you through your levels of understanding. Don't be an individual who is like a horse that has to be forced to do the right thing. Let wisdom guide you in your decision making. Can you say amen? The first thing about the ant is this. It is self-reliant. Not only is it self-motivated, it is self-reliant. Look at verse uh, 8, the first part. It provides her supplies in the summer. The ant provides for herself. The ant does not depend on somebody else to provide for them. The ant does not depend on the cockroach or the caterpillar or, or some, some other animal, creature, for it to survive. No, it learns self-reliance. In the same way, as believers and as wise people, we must learn Self-reliance. I've been training the leaders in counseling um, um, for the last three months. And uh, one of the key burdens of my heart as I've been training them is to help our leaders to recognize that the church is there to to facilitate people in them coming to a place where they make their own decisions. The church doesn't make decisions for people. The church does not live the lives of people for them. That's not the role of the church. The church is not supposed to be there to be like, uh, excuse me to say, uh, like some kind of nanny community that monitors what people are doing every aspect of their life. And so the, the purpose of what we call Christian counseling, which is really just advising from a Christian perspective because We're not really counselors in a professional sense. The purpose of it is to help people to become self-reliant. And at times, it is difficult. At times, people themselves, they want you to tell them what to do. Tell me who I should marry. Because then, when it goes bad, it's your fault. Tell me whether... The person that I'm married to is doing good by me. No, that is not our job. If you don't, you have to figure that out yourself. Yeah, but if you know, you should give me that. No, 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 no. No, that's not our job. I've got my own marriage. And, yeah. So, it is self-reliant. It provides their own supplies in the summer. Four, their ant maximizes its harvest. It says, gathers a food in the harvest. It maximizes its opportunities. Beloved, celebrate the opportunities that God has given to you. The other day, I was listening to a, a, a certain uh, uh, journal, radio presenter. I won't tell you which station because we're not going to advertise for them. And um, he said something. Somebody asked him, What is your favorite day? His co presenter asked, him, What's your favorite day? And he said, For me, every day is my favorite day. So said, No, no, no. He said, No, no, no. My favorite day is every day. I like, I just find it a privilege to be alive. Now, whether he was just blacking it or what, I don't know, but it sounds really good, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you have to recognize that some of the things you think are negative are actually opportunities. Without some of the personal struggles that I had to deal with, I wouldn't know how to set people free. Without some of the disappointments I've had to deal with, I wouldn't know how to encourage those who are down. Without some of my own personal failures that I've had to deal with, I wouldn't know how to be patient with those who let me down. These are great opportunities that God allows us to go through. But sometimes opportunities do not look like opportunities. The ant maximizes its harvest. Five, the ant takes appropriate rest. It is not overindulging with ease. Look at verse 9. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? You see, the ant rests during the winter time and begins to rest during the autumn. But during the spring and the summer, especially during the summer, that's when the ant is very busy. Some of us, we don't know how to rest properly. So so either we don't rest at all, which is uh, the road to an early grave, or We are resting too much. Hmm. Hey. You know, it's my holiday, so you know what? I I can just sleep from dawn to dusk, dawn to dusk. And there's a place for that when you're not well. But the ant takes appropriate rest, and that is very important. Number six, the ant avoids procrastination. Verse 10, a little slumber, a little sleep, a little folding of the hands. I'm going to do it. Just just one more. And one of the things I don't like is a snooze button. I don't like snooze buttons. They are very irritating because just when you are beginning to enjoy some good dream, the good part of the dream, then... So for me, when I set my alarm, I set the alarm at the latest time I have to get up. That's when... So when the alarm goes up... There is no more snooze. This is it. Bang. We're ready. If you're not careful, you will live your life on snooze buttons. Uh, I'll do it. Now, Now no, we're not perfect here because there's a few snooze buttons in my life that my wife can tell you about. The snooze button to do the gardening. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, by the grace of God, I will do the gardening. <laughs> by the grace of God. I remember once my my young son... When he was about 12 bless him he was happy to do the gardening and he was doing it and i was happy he did it as well <coughs> and uh, unfortunately he ran over the lead and it 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 it, it, it cut that thing so aisha said to me joe would you like to fix can you fix it i said yeah just get sold you know, and just get the theory theory she said okay when you i said i'll do it when i'm what was my wise answer I'll do it when I'm ready or something like that. I'll do it, in the, in one, I'll do it one, day, one day. One day. I think it's four years later. That day is yet to come. Finally, we just said, let's buy a new one. I said, look, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I want to apologize. I have no intention of doing it. I don't want to do it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Sometimes it's best to be honest than lie. Uh, one day. One day. No, there's no one day. Either you do it or you know. not. And the ant, unlike me, avoids procrastination. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. That's the lazy man's doctrine. I'll do it one day. And then, seven. The ant has its abundance as a result of its hard work. Verse 11 says, your poverty shall come on you like a prowler, your need like an armed man. So, when you see the abundant storage, of the ant. Don't think it just happened by miracle. You know, believers really like to hide behind miracles. Wh- 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 how are you going to pay a bill? I'm believing God for a miracle. Uh, how are you going to solve this problem? I'm believing God for a miracle. A miracle, the magic one, the miracle. I want a miracle. Let me tell you what miracles are. Miracles are divine interruptions. Into our situation based on a principle of his word being enacted. Miracles do not happen by accident. They may look like they do, but they never do. Go study the scriptures. How did Moses come and fulfill his destiny? God told Abraham, After 400 years, I will send you a deliverer, I'll deliver you. 400 years came and went. God said it, and after 400 years, they were still there. Why? Because the children of Israel's prayers had not ascended enough. It was during the time when their groanings went up to heaven at a certain point in time where God now began to visit his people. Jeremiah gives a prophecy, 70 years and then you're out. You're back into the promised land. 70 years comes and goes and they are still in exile. Why? Because nobody had taken initiative to invoke the divine prerogative until Daniel began to study by the books and saw, hey, we are behind on this prophecy. If it was today, it's a false prophet. Jeremiah is a false prophet. I mean, when he was alive, they called him a false prophet anyway. And so now we know he's a false prophet, but Daniel said, no, God spoke, but it hasn't happened. He began to fast, he began to pray. God raised up Nehemiah, Esther, and Ezra, and through these people and prominent leaders, through them, the exile took place. What am I saying to you? I'm trying to tell you that when God intervenes into a situation, it is because his word is being acted upon. So when you see somebody's life has been blessed by God, do not think that it is simply because they are God's favorite. yes. They may be God's favorite, just like you are God's favorite. But until you act on his word, you will not see his hand. Amen. Amen. So, in conclusion, the greatest lesson from the ant is that we use the opportunities of being alive to ensure our eternal salvation. You see, these creatures speak to us of a higher spiritual reality. Just like we use the wisdom God has given us to maximize our opportunities, more important than that, we use the wisdom God has given to us to ensure that our soul is right with Him and that our purpose is aligned with His will. Can you say Amen? That we are not living a wasted life. In Mark chapter 8, verses 36 and 37, our Lord says this What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what Will a man give in exchange for his soul? What am I saying to you? I'm saying to you is that we can learn from the ant a lesson. That we maximize our opportunities, yeah, to do well with our lives. But more important than that, we maximize our lives in such a way that we have a proper standing with God in the age to come. One of the things that our Lord said is use money in such a way that when money fails, what you have done with it, will put you in a good standing with him we have to learn from the rich fool by placing value on what is most important for our lives and our eternal destiny and i conclude with this luke chapter 12 verses 16 to 21 the rich fool if he was in many of our churches they would make him a a deacon Uh, yeah This man is very rich. Come, sit over there. Uh Look at it. He says, Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? Boasting. So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul! You have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, drink, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, "Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Verse 21. So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. From the ant we learn a lesson. And that is, we maximize opportunities that God gives to us in order to prepare for our future. There is no greater future that you must be ready for than your last day on this earth. When you are going to stand before the Lord and give an account for your life, how you lived your life. So when we talk about the wisdom of the ant, the wisdom of the ant teaches us that we maximize our opportunities now in order to fulfill God's purpose for our lives and in order to be in a right standing with God in the age to come. Amen. Let us pray. I want to pray for you if you are here and you are not right with God. Perhaps you have not given your life to God or maybe you gave your life to him and then you turned away from him. But this afternoon, you are saying you want to make things right. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that is you, I want to pray with you and help you in making the right decision for your life. So if that is you, why don't you raise your right hand where you're seated, and I will pray with you before we take communion as part of our worship today. If there's anyone like that where you want to rededicate your life to God or you want to surrender your life to Jesus, if that is you, raise your hand where you are. Well, I do not see anybody like that, so, okay, thank you. I see one person, God bless you. If there's anybody else, if you can just raise your right hand so that I can see who you are, um, so I can pray with you. Wonderful. I want to pray with you. Uh, I don't want you to come to the front, maybe after the service. Maybe if uh, uh, one of our leaders could just go to them and just minister to them. Uh, Petrina, maybe if you can just go to them over there and just talk to them, yeah, after the service. But I want to pray with you right now. Where you are, Where you are seated right now, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to pray this prayer. And church, you can join me in this prayer. Just pray this prayer from your heart. Heavenly Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I come to you. Lord Jesus Christ, come into my life. Save my soul. Take my life. Make me your child. Fill me with your Spirit. And I will follow you forever. Amen. Father, I pray for this individual and I ask that your Holy Spirit will begin to work on their hearts and reveal your son to them. In Jesus' name, amen. I want us to um, just prepare our hearts. um, And who's doing the communion? Abigail's going to come and she's going to officiate the communion at this time. Let's prepare our hearts our ministers could get the elements please